All right, for today's podcast, our subject is resilience in the book. And uh, I think one of the best examples of resilience is uh, Kelton. He uh, he he watched he watched his bro- his parents kill his brother, um, and you know that's really traumatic and stuff like that. And he's still being like resilient and like working through to try to help out the group and you know get to a safe place as you know they went to they're trying to get to the shelter and you know they're running into like the military and then they escape from there and then they you know all that stuff and i feel like for what has happened to him he's being like really resilient uh to what like you know and uh also feel like um yeah i mean that's one of the main ones i have so far um, I'll try to think of some more, uh, but uh, that's basically what I got. Um, okay, I'll go. Um, for me, uh, it's just a little thing. It's uh, Jacqui. Um, she went. I think this was in part section one of part three. Um, she went upstairs to get like a first aid kit. And then, um, on the way back, she found, like, a dying Daphne. And, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it really, like, gave her, um, jitters in her stomach. And then, um, I don't know, I feel like it would just be disturbing to see. Like, obviously, it's not traumatic, like, seeing your brothers die and get killed by your parents. Yeah. But even still, that's, um... One of the more simple things, but that we haven't really gotten to a point where there's a ton of resilience yet. Like, obviously, there's tons of little things, but major, major um, things like killing your brother's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and even though. I think a Daphne is just a plant, but I don't know why it unsettled her so much, which is weird. So, like, it's not an actual living uh, um, thing, but I guess she's just really into plants. So, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, um, the Uncle Basil? Yes. How he lived with. Alyssa, Alyssa? Mm-hmm. right? I think it's his ex girlfriend. Remember how he went and moved there? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you went there and he moved to her place so he didn't take up any supplies from I totally family. okay, yeah. And then Alyssa went with Kelton's family because her family just kind of dipped. Okay, uh, that makes a lot so, more sense. Yeah, and I think they're they're both dying from like dysentery because they're drinking like contaminated water from mm-hmm. you know the tap because they still had running water, but it was probably like sewer water or something like that. Yeah, like, okay. I completely missed that part. That makes a lot more sense. Um, yeah, but just watching a human die that just makes my point easier. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. Um, like obviously she's not dead yet, which is probably actually worse because you're just watching them slowly die in pain. Yeah. But yeah, um obviously if 
they die, it's going to put some trauma on Jaqui, so not going too well. Yeah. I also have another thing to add. Like, like so, you know how they all go into that bunker and, and they got there and all their um, Kelton's brother was living there so all the supplies in there is depleted. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like they're going to have to be really resilient to try to get back on their feet because like, sure. they're really relying on that. And like, Everyone was. Even Henry, who lied about the water he had, and now they're really mad at him. Mm. But, I mean, they're going to have to be really resilient on that to make it through that. Because, right. I mean, they have no water now, like, at all. <laughs> and um, going back to Kelton, like, he's already going off and helping. still, so, like, being one of the big parts of the group, going out and mm-hmm. getting gas and water. That they can find at least, so yeah, back on his feet, helping what he, what he can do. So obviously, he is he's doing he's being resilient. So yeah, perfect analogy, Camilo. You got anything? Um, not really. Um, everything that nothing really happened that I could like. We talk about for uh, resilience. Um, one thing I can't talk about. I don't know if you guys talked about this, but it was Jackie. Is that her name? Chiqui. She like. Um, she was uh like going upstairs to get uh Uncle Basil's uh first aid kit. Did you guys talk about this? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we did, and seeing Dang Daphne it. on the bed in a really oh, yeah. bad state. Yeah. And, yeah, that's all I got. Um, hmm. um, Jake, what about you? I think we covered everything that I thought of. Just, even though, like, this is, like, a fictional, like, novel... It still amazes me that, like, even, like, in the real world, how people are resilient and how, like, they recover so quickly from difficult situations. And it's how strong people can be. It just that's amazes a, me. Yeah, especially in this point. world where everything's, like, so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I think, I find it amazing. I feel like we also have to give, like, credit to, like, almost all the characters in the book for, like, being resilient on, like, the drought-wise. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like everyone has to be, like, really resilient. You know, because no one has water. Like, in that military camp, like, I, they looked at him and they're like, dude, all those people are going to die from dehydration and stuff like that. And, I mean... Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, yeah, obviously, people fighting for their life is going to make them want to it's it's gonna give them that extra drive. Yeah. And so I don't know, but the it just makes sense that they're making it work. <sighs> Anything else throughout the whole book though? We're gonna expand from part three. Oh. Um Mm-hmm. Um.
I feel like um who was it was it Alyssa who was being nice and brought all those waters to that meeting, mm-hmm. and then she got like beat up and all the waters got taken. Yeah, from her. this kind of like a moment, you know, where she kind of had to be. I don't know. Uh huh. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that's just cruel. So, experiencing yeah. that is odd. And also, it's got to hurt because you're trying to just be helpful. Yeah, just trying to help everyone out and, and take it all from you. Hmm. What else are we trying to think of here? Um, I could just cut out. Fit. Also, going along with this is this novel is obviously about like drought, and as you see in like Australia in like January and over like the last couple months in California, all these white wildfires is like destroying. Destroying like all this land and causing the it's gonna cause like this, these major droughts, and it's just like it just feels more. This novel feels more real because we're living through it right now, and there's people that have to be resilient due to like the fact that it's happening like in real life and it's not just some book. Mm-hmm. It kind of amazes mm-hmm. me. Yeah, especially with all the people losing. Homes and properties from all the fires that's happened this year, mm-hmm. whether it was the one in California, Oregon, or Australia, you know. Exactly. Yeah, especially since it takes place in California, I just found that ironic because um, obviously they're having a lot of dry issues. Yeah. Um. But all in all, I think that I, um, if someone in a book can do this, we can do it. Even if it doesn't even apply to us here in Chicago. Um, You know, the huge wildfires like it was last month going on, so. Yeah, but, like, also, like, for us, what is kind of closer to us is, like, all the rioting, like, all the people that built up their businesses by themselves, you know, and they got burnt, they burnt, people burnt them down for, like, no reason, you know. And they had to be really resilient to bounce back on their feet really quickly to, you know, because that's their, how they made their money through that their family-owned business. And without that, you know, they don't have an income. Right. Uh, hmm. And if you don't have an income, you just, you're going to have to use what you have left. And it's just going to progressively yeah. get worse. Yeah. It'd be really hard, especially during COVID. You say you had like a family-owned mm-hmm. restaurant and they burnt it down. I mean, you you get your restaurant back together with you know funds and stuff like that, but you still can't open it because mm-hmm. of COVID. You know, you can't really make as much money as you usually could because of right. the virus. So dumping your money into rebuilding it just seems silly at that point. Yeah, I mean, but you have to bounce back somehow. Because you can't just go without exactly. Or... You gotta be resilient. Exactly. I also feel um, like just the trait of having like being resilient 
is like such a strong trait to have, and it just makes you like so powerful. Because like have, yeah. going through like a tough situation, and then to recover to go like handle more situations, even for characters in like the novel, but even like in real life, it just yeah, that's such like a powerful trait to have. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And I think that's a good note to end the podcast on. Right? I mean, we talked about a lot of subjects in the book about many people being resilient. And then we talked about how, you know, as Jake stated, how it's a great trait to have being resilient. You know, it helps out a lot, you know, when you have that trait. And then we talked about how things relate to real life. And I feel like we covered a lot of great subjects during the podcast today. And I feel like we did pretty good job. Don't you guys yeah. think? Obviously, there's mm-hmm. some brain farts here and there, but there wasn't that much to talk about, so we made it work. Nice job. Yeah. Um, I think that should be it for today's podcast. Uh, thank you guys yeah. for joining Thanks. us. Thanks. Yep. Goodbye.